Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. If you want to feel fresh, look good, and smell clean, you don't need a whole makeover or a lot of cold, hard cash. You just need grooming products from Bravo Sierra, the company that makes simple, all U.S.-made, non-toxic products everyone can afford. Bravo Sierra's line of body and hair wash, deodorant, shaving cream, sunscreen, body wipes, and moisturizer are field-tested by those who work at the hardest, active service members of the U.S. military. They have pioneered an unprecedented large-scale testing program with 1,000 active-duty service members with a simple idea. If the products work for them, they will work for all of us. But it doesn't stop there. Bravo Sierra also gives back 5% of their sales to programs that help the military and their families. Men's Health Magazine calls it a game-changing grooming line. Try the Bravo Sierra starter set for free. It's three of their best-selling products, full size. You only pay $6.95 for shipping for a limited time only. Just go online to bravosierra.com slash SiriusXM. That's bravosierra.com slash SiriusXM for your free starter kit. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? It's me, Bully Ray. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the return of the Hall of Fame and pain, myself and my good buddy, fellow Hall of Famer, Mark Henry, taking you through it. Pedal to the metal, and what a show we have for you. We're breaking down the Iron Man match from AEW. Kenny Omega and Pac tearing it down, beating the crap out of each other, what we liked, and maybe a couple of things that we didn't like about that match. NXT main event, Charlotte Flair against Bianca Belair. A good match. What could they have done different? And what did Rhea Ripley do wrong? We also get into the black and white issue in the world of pro wrestling, and Mark Henry gives us some tremendous insight as to why color should never be an issue. So much to talk about today. The Wednesday Night Wars continue, and the Busted Open podcast keeps knocking them dead and taking names. Turn it up to 11 and listen in. We are Busted Open. I like like the Bully Ray Show. I appreciate that. I like it when you're on the Bully Ray Show. I got a lot of tweets last night from people who say they like the chemistry between me and you. Uh, you know what? I had the same thing in the car last night. And one of the guys that, that drives for Fox said, man, I listened to Busted Open. I really like it when you and Bully on. Y'all y'all go at each other, but you, you always come to common ground. And, you know, I learned something. And I was like, you know what, man? That's a pretty damn good compliment Like that we can – agree to disagree at times, but it, we always bring it back to what matters, and that's the match. 
and, and a lot of people, you know, when they argue, they worry about getting their point across. I want to get my point across, but I don't at the extent of taking precedence over what the issue or the thing that we're talking about. Mark, I agree sense. with you. Yes, I, I agree with you. And unlike um, some other Hall of Famers that you do shows with, I promise to not interrupt you. Oh, you talking about Booker? <laughs> Booker, can I get can I get my can I get my thought across? Can I finish? You know, and I, what's funny is Jacob, my son Jacob, said, "Dad, why why are you and Mister Booker arguing?" And I said, "We're not arguing." He said, "Yeah, you were." <laughs> I was like, "Where was I?" Oh, I was thinking. I was sitting back. I just wanted and I to get my watching. point across. Yeah, and he he just you know he would and and I popped so big when you told him yeah yeah Booker we know the whole show is about you but I'll be damned if I'm gonna let you cut me off again I'm gonna get my point across and I said yeah. damn I think Mark's shooting a little bit over here I can't um, help it I will well, not be uh, trivialized. You will not be trivialized. Um, yes, I do appreciate you being here. I do appreciate the nation being with us this morning. Like I said, I want to get your opinion on last night, nation. So give us a call, 877-344-4893. Which show did you watch last night? Which show did you like better and why? And, Mark, before we went to break, we were talking about Pac versus uh, Kenny Omega and I thought they had a great match. I went on yes, social media and I said, AEW opened their TV show tonight with a pay-per-view main event caliber match. And for me, it was impossible to change the channel. Listen, I got Dijakovic and Grimes on one station and I got Pac and Omega on the other one. We're getting, we're getting two... Really, really strong wrestling matches, but the vibe in the arenas were completely different. I want to get your opinion on the psychology that they went with when it came to the countout. Mark, why did Pac bring a chair into the ring and nail Omega if the strategy is to get as many pinfalls as you can and all he did was cost himself a fall? You know what? I think that some of that was to break it up and make it look like it's uh, they wanted to they did. They served too many masters. Basically, I felt like they gave you that pay-per-view quality match and I'm not going to knock it. I'm going to say that that was the best match that I saw last night um, and I'm not going to tear it down. But like we said, you can't serve everybody. You can't have a hardcore match. In the middle of uh, a Mac Classic, you can't have uh, a Mac Classic get in the way of an Iron Man match. They they did a lot of things, and to the fan, it's going to look like oh shit, a smoker's board, a buffet. I got everything. I got tables. I got chairs. I got a Mac Classic. I got real classic wrestling, and I got guys flying off the top to the floor. Man, the 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 backdrop. I mean, not the backdrop, but the uh, yeah, the backdrop to the floor. Shoot, I, I'm I would never recover from that. I'm gonna tell you right now that a vertebrae would have shot out and hit somebody in row thirty six. 
There's no way I would have survived that. I would have went out on a stretcher. And they did every everything that you could think of in pro wrestling. And some people would say, well, it's too much. And earlier, I said I thought it was too much. But now, just five, ten minutes later, I'm thinking, you know what? Sometimes the fans need to get more than they paid for. And and I don't have a problem with that. Um, they definitely gave people what they paid for last night, whether you were live more. in the arena. Oh, absolutely. Listen, those guys went above and beyond. I liked AEW's strategy starting off with that 30-minute Ironman match because basically what they were doing is they, they said, we're going to hook you from you know from the first minute we're on and where you're going to stay on this channel no matter what because we're going to give you better action with perceived bigger stars in an arena that's a lot more electric than you're getting on the other station but I want to get back to the the psychology of the count out mark here's where my problem lies if I'm in that match and I decide to bring a chair in the ring knowing that if I get DQ'd it's going to cost me a fall. So if, if, if my strategy would be, all right, I'll sacrifice the one point. Not just to get back another point, though. My strategy would be to get back two points. So you come in, he cranks Kenny in the back of the head with the chair, and then... The referee says, okay, one fall to Pac. So it's 1-0 Kenny. And then they get the 30-second rest period. And then as soon as action comes back in, um, Pac goes up and hits his falcon arrow. Boom. And he gets the 1-2-3. So now it's even. But if I'm Pac... I'm going right back up top and trying to hit another Falcon Arrow, or I'm trying to get another quick finish right. as quickly as I can. That's how this. That's how the chair makes sense because you're going to sacrifice a point to gain a point back, but then hopefully because you hit the guy with the chair and you hit him with your biggest finish, you can get another point out of it also. And they didn't do that, and that's where I think they kind of missed the boat a little bit. On the psychology, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, there, there's a lot of times where you you want to you want to get over who you are as an individual, but the ultimate goal is to put people in suspended belief and give them something that tells a story. And what you just did was tell a story. I lose, I lose. Damn it! Can't believe that. But let me capitalize on this real quick. Bang. And I get one. And then you go back and you say, you know what? That worked. I got him right where I want him. I'm going to go do it again. And now you crash and burn. Both people roll out and you reset. And it's, I wish more people would just stick to telling the story. But what when I said they, you got more than what you paid for is they went to more than you paid for at that point. Let's give them some gratuitous, unbelievable action that they're not going to see somewhere else. The biggest thing about saying, starting with that match, was they set implications. 
We're going to have an Iron Man match. Don't turn the channel because this is what you're going to get. Did they do that at NXT? No. no. They went in and did Wrestling 101. If you have the opportunity to have Implication or Wrestling 101, you're going to choose the Implications every time. What if they just, if they just said, if the NXT would have said, we're going to have a cage match for the number one contendership, now you have an implication match versus implication match, and now you're, oh, I don't know what I'm going to watch. I'm, uh, maybe I should watch this. Maybe I, I'm, and and that's what we that's what we, we didn't get from NXT last night. So when you talk about the start of a show, uh, AEW said, you know what, we're going to get this first down and we're going to score first, and they did. That they they definitely did. They hooked everybody from the beginning. Um, we could be we could talk about the crowds all day long, but I don't want to sound like a broken record on the show here every Thursday. I don't think you can compare the full sale crowd to the AEW crowds. I think word is getting out on that TV set every Wednesday night. I think it's getting out on social media. Mark, it seems to me like the AEW crowds now are trying to top each other every single week. Who can be louder? Who can be on their feet more? Who can, uh, you know, pop bigger, boo louder? And it's becoming infectious. Uh, I know that we've talked about it once or twice. Uh, I'm sure you agree with me about the AEW crowd. Do you think we're getting any closer to the to the possibility that NXT even try to take their Wednesday show on the road? That's what that's what I would like as a fan. I, I would like for them to take a show on the road. And I think that after last night, they, they may have to say, you know, let's consider it. Even if it's not every week, but maybe every other week. Maybe once a month, let's take it on the road. So, we I don't know. I don't make the calls. But as a fan of NXT, I would like to see them in a market where the crowd is wild and, and just giving the same energy that you see AEW give. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Let's get into two of our favorite women to talk about, Charlotte Flair and your find, your diamond in the rough, Bianca Belair. Mark, what did you think of their match last night? I gave them an A. I think that they both um, really, really worked hard. And not only did they work hard, but the things that they did made sense. And at one point, and this is so gratuitous of me and a pat on the back, I'm thinking, man, like they should go to the ribs and start working each other's ribs and do an abdominal stretch. And I'm telling you, not two minutes later, boom. They started an abdominal stretch. And and that's working. Like, they were working. They were doing the stuff that I want to see the guys do. And, you know, the Mac Classic 
Dean Malenko wrestling, Eddie Guerrero wrestling, Kurt Angle. I want to see some wrestling. That's the we we watching pro wrestling, right? Why not get what we want? And um, they did it as good as anybody has done it this month. I mean, it was it was a hell of a, a hell of a wrestling match. You know, you mentioned abdominal stretch. I once saw Tommy Dreamer do an abdominal stretch, which is really weird because he has no abs and lots of stretch marks. Give but I digress. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this. I agree with you that the match was good. I thought Bianca might have been a little nervous right off oh, the Oh, yeah, bat. I saw it. I okay, saw it. tell but me you what know you saw. What, bully? No, no, it's, I, I get it. I get it, but tell me what you saw. I saw the over-respect. Like, this person is is um, is better than me. And the first time that I got in the ring with Taker, I looked the same way. I watched my match back, and it looked like I had reverence, which I did. The next time, it'll be different. Because the thing that the phone call that she's going to get from me, congratulating her on having that experience and to be in there with one of the elite wrestlers on the planet, if not the most elite female wrestler that has ever wrestled, why would you not have reverence? Why would you not be like in awe of that person's abilities? And the the feel like you're privileged to be in the ring with them, she should feel that way. Now you owe it to that person to step your ass up and deliver. I don't want to see reverence the next time. I want to see ownership. I want her, and 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 that's the conversation that I will have with her. And I think that she is going to be. I can't say I th- I think I'm, I know that she's going to be one of the top wrestlers uh, in the female division next this by the middle of this year. By June, July, um, we'll be talking about Bianca Rhea Ripley in the same breath as we talk about Charlotte and Becky. I'm glad you brought up your match with The Undertaker. One of the little notes I jotted down last night that I wanted to ask you this morning was, who was the first veteran that you worked with that you showed that reverence to and that reverence Mm -hmm. may have come across as nervousness or, you know, a bit of confusion? Scared to death is more like it. Okay, who was it? It was Taker. Was that was your first and utter real fear. Yeah, I didn't want to disappoint. And I knew that you only get one. It's like that Eminem song. You only get one shot to blow. And that is exactly the truth. If I would have went in that match with Taker and shit to bed, I would have never got to wrestle a top elite guy again. You only have one shot. When that door, when you knock on that door and they open it and let you in. You, you better be ready. And I was ready. The uh, the first night me and Devon ever showed up in the WWE, we had a run in and get into it with Ron and John, the APA, the Acolytes. 
And I remember telling Devon, we're only getting one shot at this. If we go in there and show too much respect, we're dead in the water. And if we go in there and beat the shit out of Ron and John, they're going to beat the shit out of us anyway. So we might as well just go in there and do what we Get the shit beat out of us or beat the shit out of them. Exactly. So, you you know, you, you, you actually show reverence in stepping up your game. Um, and I agree with you. I think the next time we see Bianca and Charlotte, it'll be better than last night because from the second they locked up last night, I saw Bianca stiffen up for a quick second. And I was like, uh, and then I saw Charlotte move her into the corner. And I think Charlotte might have even, you know, told her, all right, Bianca, let's, let's calm it down. Let's settle it down. We're good, girl. We're in here. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna have a great match. Late last night, I went back and I mm-hmm. watched their match again because okay. I just I wanted to see the I wanted to look for the little things now and I and I actually wanted to see the end of it because the Rhea situation really confused me and we're going to get into that but I threw up a poll late at night last night and I said uh, to the nation and fans around the world which would you rather see we know we're getting Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania as of right now. So I put up the poll. It says, do you want to see Charlotte versus Rhea? Or would you rather see Charlotte versus Rhea versus Bianca in a three-way? And I got to tell you, Mark, with about 4,000 votes coming in, it's pretty close. 53% of the people want to see the three-way. And 47% want to just see Charlotte versus Rhea. Let me ask you this. Bianca has lost to Rhea. Bianca has lost to Charlotte. Is there a chance Bianca finds her way into that match at WrestleMania? More importantly, should she be involved in that match at WrestleMania? You know what? I don't think so. I think that it should be Rhea and Charlotte because they she needs to have the same platform that Bianca had last night. Everybody's in a rush. Everybody's in a big, humongous rush for Bianca to get it right now and 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 you know what I, I can't say that she doesn't deserve it she worked her ass off she has great matches with everybody and she gets over in those matches she don't go over but she gets over and we talk about that all the time she's gonna have her turn where she's gonna beat charlotte she's gonna have her turn where she beats Rhea, Becky, Sasha, Oscar, and she will be a monster when that day comes. But we don't identify with Bianca yet. Do we look at her and go, oh, she's a monster babyface. She's a monster heel. Do we? No, we don't. And until the day comes where they build her and book her as one or the other, we're not going to get her as champion because she is a major player with the potential to be the best. And right now, it is Charlotte and Rhea's turn. They have they have booked them in. They have painted them into a corner. Let them get done with with the stories that's going on. I I I don't look at it just from a fan standpoint. I look at it from a business standpoint. Look at the whole year of 19 was geared toward getting Rhea Ripley 
where she can be standing in the face of Charlotte and Becky. Now, by accident and by hard work, we had Shayna Baszler step up and say, hey, you can't disregard me being here. I'm a major player. And it worked. And the same thing happened with the Southern Belle. By hard work and getting over, she was able to say, hey, you can't forget me. You got to book me. You got to put me in here. It happens. And talking about Bianca, she's the same thing, but she's happening in 2020. She's getting over by hard work and her ability to make people give a damn. But it's not her turn. We just got to wait. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Why were so many African-American wrestling fans giving you shit on social media for your response in defending Bianca Belair? Before we go to that, I I was really expecting P.E. when we came back from this break. (laughs) I wrote a letter to the government the other day. They opened and read it and said they were suckers. They wanted me for the army or whatever. Picture me giving a damn. I said never. I I wanted to hear some P.E. Okay, anyway, I digress. Uh Uh-oh, all right now. We done changed the whole format of the show. I got B-Box in the background. Bully Ray, my man, is on the top. Okay. (laughs) People are pulling over right now and pissing themselves. Stop it. We're here to entertain the wrestling medium. Okay, anyway. All right. That's the human. Now, to answer your question, it was good. It was really good, actually. (laughs) I I enjoyed the hell out of it. (laughs) But to answer your question, I think that there should be a t-shirt made where it's not about blondes. It's not about us and them. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the, the blondes and whites. The only, the only thing that you can put out there is the us and them. And when I say the us and them, I don't mean the black and the white. I mean the wrestlers and the fans. That's the only us and them to me when it comes to pro wrestling. Bianca is in a role where she has risen to the occasion and put herself on the map, and now they have to use her. They have to. But it's not her turn. Sometimes it takes a month. Sometimes it takes a year. In my case, it took 15 years. Because of the road that I traveled, the road is going to be easier 
for everybody after me. And it's Bianca's job to make that road even easier for the people that come after her that look like her. And that's that's happening in pro wrestling. <laughs> I mean, I, I posted a picture the other day on backstage. There's 30 African-American wrestlers at the PC. 30. And Booker and I talked about it. When he was wrestling at WCW, there were four black wrestlers. When I was at the WWE, there were five black wrestlers. In two companies <laughs> for a decade. So the, the when I say that things are dramatically better, things are dramatically better. And there's always going to be one person that wants to incite a riot and that talks about the blondes and the whites. I wanted to stop that because I didn't want our fan base to be separated. And if it was a case where I felt like this person is getting held back, I would step up and say something. Hey, guy, I don't think this is right. Like, why would you use this person just to get that person over if they don't deserve it? So, you know, I I don't even personally, you, you just said this, 30 African-American athletes, talents, wrestlers, performers at the PC. Referees, techs, everybody. I, I, when I when – I, when I looked at that picture, I mean, I know what I was, I know what I was looking at. I knew the message that was being sent, but I just kind of like to sit back and go, those are 30 talents that deserve to be there. Not yeah. a black talent or a white talent. They're there because they just belong there. I don't ever want to think in the world of pro wrestling. Um, and I, this is that somebody there, but just because there's a status quo. Exactly. And I hate that. I hate that's, it. That's, I hate no, I don't, I don't believe in that either. But the, the point is, with it, that, that brought it to, to, to my brain was there was a time when it didn't exist. There was a time when uh, there was only one black wrestler in the territory, when, in the territory days. And that person didn't always get respected. And a lot of times those guys and girls... Um, their whole purpose was to set up and make somebody look good. There was never an opportunity for them to be champion. So that's why we have the conversation. But going forward, there's been change ushered in. And I'm not saying that I'm solely responsible. I'm saying that over the last 20 years, there's a you can point to maybe 10 people, 15 people that have said, look, those days are over. This is what it is now. You look at what The Rock did for the advancement of African-Americans in pro wrestling and Booker T and Ron Simmons and myself and Teddy Long. And you could always rely on us. D-Lo. I, had, I, I just finished doing Stone Cold Steve Austin's show. And Steve talked about how good a worker D-Lo was. 
when we were in the nation. And he was like, he's one of the best workers ever. And I was like, damn, that's heavy compliment, man. Have you ever told him that? And he Be- said, because of the I word wish worker. I had his number. Yeah. He didn't say black worker. He said and, worker. And he didn't say wrestler either. And he didn't say performer. He said worker. And there's a huge distinction. Difference. There is a difference. And there are guys that their role in wrestling was not to get over and be the star. Their role was to enhance. Their role was to teach. Their role was to prepare that star to be a bigger star. And that's a special distinction. And when people use the term worker, that's what they're calling you. And I wish D'Lo had his shine. He got to have the chest protector and the head bobble and get over and wear have whole championships. But he was never world champion. He was never in that in that race. But how many people, how many wrestlers, there's only been 149 in history out of the hundreds of thousands of pro wrestlers that have been able to hold those titles. So I want people to take your time and enjoy the fact that, and and when I say that, I'm talking to African-American fans, enjoy the process that has happened over the last 15 years, the advancements that have been made and where wrestling is going in the future. Because the people that are on top right now are really talented. And right behind them in the developmental system, which there is one, and it's called the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, there are 30-plus people in the system. It never has been that way. So I'm optimistic. And I, don't, I refuse to let one person that has a hair in their ass to try to make it a us and them thing. Mm, mm, mm. Those days are done. And But let me tell you this. I'm going to preface this with that. If it ever goes off the rails, I'm going to be the first one to step up and say something about it. And that's the difference is there's checks and balances when there never was before. So when I say this to African-American fans, you know that there is help, and, there's, and, and, and that help is in the name of Mark Henry. I promise you that I will never allow there to be a situation where people feel alienated, disrespected, or looked over because of the melanin in her skin. It won't happen. Damn, you're Not like a superhero. Watch. You are Stop a superhero. <laughs> Stop I it. liked it. I liked it, Mark. Good stuff, good stuff. I want to head out I to love the my people. And when I say I love my people, I mean I love African-American people, but I love wrestling fans. The wrestling fans are my people, regardless of what color you are.
and that's that's who I cater to. I'm on radio about wrestling. I'm on TV about wrestling. I travel the world, and I represent pro wrestling, sports entertainment, workers, whatever <laughs> whatever you want to call it. It's, it's all about wrestling to me. I'm the ultimate fan and guy that an advocate for it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I'll tell you what, Gabby, why don't you rattle off the matches and me and Mark will give you our picks. Sounds good to me. All right, first we have WWE champion Brock Lesnar versus Ricochet. Mark. Mm. Suplex City, <laughs> bitch. Poor, poor Ricochet. Poor Ricochet. It's all Brock. All Brock Lesnar. Brock is gonna suplex Ricochet to Iran. <laughs> <laughs> he he should run, so he won't have to be suplex city to <laughs> Iran. <laughs> what else? Uh, we got Universal Champion the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Goldberg. Ooh. I'm going with Goldberg. You know what? I'm going to have to go with Goldberg, too. Same I think this is where we find out what the weakness is. Goldberg finds the weakness. All right, next we got SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day versus The Miz and John Morrison. Mm. I'll say New Day retains. Interesting. Uh, I can't agree. I think that the money is in having New Day chase. It's going to be some debauchery somehow. I can see Miz and Morrison. They, they've, they've been horrible uh, lately with the New Day. Um, they have not played by the rules as heels normally do, but it, it, it's it's petty. And it's getting heat with me. It's, it's making, I mean, shoot heat from me, which I know what's going on, but it's just, they pissing me off. All right. Nice. All right, we've got a steel cage match between Roman Reigns and King Corbin. Ooh. I would say Roman Reigns. It's a cage match, so it's it's an opportunity to Corbin to get out of the cage, and Roman doesn't have to get pinned, and Corbin can find a sneaky way to win. I'll go with Corbin, and hopefully they're setting up for Corbin versus Tyson Fury at WrestleMania. All right, Raw Tag Team Champions Seth Rollins and Murphy, just Murphy now, uh, versus the Street Profits. <laughs> I, I, think I think you got to leave it on my... Rollins and Murphy. Yeah, you got to leave it on Rollins and Murphy. Time out, Mark. You picked the profits on backstage. I picked the profits on backstage, and then what Booker and Christian told me, I actually said, you know what? I think you're right. It's they, gonna be they pretty don't funny have if enough steam. It's gonna be pretty funny if Booker, Christian, and Bully, three tag team guys, are wrong, and you're right. I will give you your props though if you are right and we're wrong. Yeah, I I, I want to stick to my guns, but I, I can't. I I think that. Uh, Seth Rollins is too valuable a brand to come away from with a loss. Agreed. All right. Now on the women's side, we got Naomi versus SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey. 
Team Naomi, let's go. Let's go, Naomi. I want to feel the uh, glow. Yeah, I think I think I'd like to see that because then they can it would be the first ever championship changing hands, correct? Yeah. In Saudi. Yeah, that would be interesting. Absolutely. And they could always flip flop it back if they needed to. All right. And then lastly, we have the first ever to wake trophy gauntlet match between Rey Mysterio, R Truth, AJ Styles, US champion Andrade, Eric Rowan, and Bobby Lashley. Mark. Mm. God, who's the most valuable commodity? Uh I would I guess I'd have to say uh Rey Mysterio, but you said Buddy Murphy's in there too? I don't think I said Buddy Murphy. Hold on. I'm going to go with AJ Styles just because of the rumors of Undertaker being in Saudi and because the rumors of AJ versus Taker. I don't don't know. Maybe Taker's there for the Fiend. I don't know. I'll pick AJ. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.